everyone, it's Leslie Ludy, host of the Set Apart Girl podcast, Biblical Encouragement for Women of All Ages. Today we're going to dive into a really important topic for today's women, excellence versus perfectionism. I think so many of us are under this pressure of perfectionism and the temptation is to swing to the opposite extreme and say, well, I can't live under that kind of perfectionism. I can't be perfect. So I'm going to swing and become mediocre in everything I do. Mediocre in my spiritual life and mediocre in my lifestyle and just sort of reject this idea that I need to rise up and give my best to anything. And that's something I see happening in so many women's lives. There is a huge difference between godly excellence and human perfectionism. And that's what I want to look at today in how to really approach this area of our lives in a way that honors God. Now, exercising early in the morning really is not one of my favorite things to do. I know people who just jump out of bed and just have so much energy. They have their running shoes right by their bed and they just go for a morning jog within 15 minutes of being awake. And that's really not me. But the only way I can get exercise is to do it early in the morning. And so when it's early, you know, 5.30 or 6 a.m. and I've dragged myself out of bed to try to do an early morning workout, I often need the extra motivation of someone peppy and excited reminding me to work hard and push myself. So whether that's going to a class or doing a workout DVD, I always look for an instructor who has a lot of energy. And one of my favorite workout DVDs, the instructor is extremely energetic. And she says things like, don't ask less of yourself, ask more. Just when you feel like giving up, that's when you should think like an athlete and push even harder. Now that little reminder always really helps me go the extra mile and start working harder and putting in the best effort that I possibly can to make the most of my workout. Now, most of us, when it comes to a workout coach, we appreciate being told to work hard and give our very best. In fact, we probably wouldn't go back to a workout class where they just kind of told us, eh, don't, it doesn't matter. You can do what you want. You don't need to work hard. We wouldn't probably be very motivated to go back to a class like that. But, you know, if we had a teacher that was saying, you know, just take it easy on yourself. In fact, just forget about working out and go get some extra sleep. I don't think that workout teacher would would keep her job very long. But when it comes to other areas of our lives, our spiritual life or just the way we live on a daily basis, we would rather usually hear the statement, take it easy on yourself instead of rise up, think like an athlete, work hard and give your very best. We are so often drawn to messages that imply things like, oh, you poor thing, your life is so hard, you've been working so hard, don't worry, just take a break, don't give into that pressure to try to be a better person, etc. So it makes me wonder, why do we so readily accept this idea of going after a higher standard in areas like physical fitness, but we balk at anything that would suggest we could be doing better in our Christian life or in our daily lifestyle? I believe it's because we so often feel that suffocating pressure that I referred to earlier, that pressure of 
perfectionism. It's all too easy to start comparing ourselves to other women and feeling like we're falling short in one area or another. I know that for me as a mom, I can relate to this struggle, whether it's looking at these incredible homemaking skills that other women have when I'm on social media or on Pinterest or Instagram and seeing, wow, they made that costume all by themselves. They made that cake. How could I ever do something like that? Or observing homeschool super moms whose homes seem to just run perfectly or measuring my decorating abilities against a Pottery Barn kids catalog. I can just never seem to measure up in the temptation to become insecure, whether it's in your mothering or in any other area of your life is just all around us today. And when I allow the pressures of perfectionism to influence me, I find myself becoming hyper defensive towards anything that might challenge me to work harder and rise up to a higher standard. So instead of willingly and joyfully pursuing God's pattern for excellence, I just fall into this mindset of apathy saying, my life is hard. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a ministry leader. I have all these pressures on me. I just need to take it easy on myself and not worry about trying to become better in any area of my life. Mediocrity is all that I can handle right now. But that mindset causes everything in my life to go downhill. Maybe you've experienced the same thing. When you embrace mediocrity, no area of your life can really thrive. God doesn't want us to pursue perfectionism and unrealistic standards in our Christian walk or in our daily life, but he also doesn't want to have us accept carelessness and apathy in anything that he's called us to, whether it's raising children or being a godly wife or being a godly friend or minister of the gospel. Everyone around us is going to suffer if we just throw up our hands in defeat and allow mediocrity to come to become our norm. And this isn't just an area that applies to running a home or being a mom or being a wife. God's pattern for womanhood is one of excellence and diligence, not sloppiness or lethargy. If you study Proverbs 31, you see a woman who is vigilant and watchful over the ways of her home. She's attentive to the needs of those under her care, in her sphere, under her influence. She's energetic and hardworking, and she's purposeful about everything that she does. So let's take a practical look at God's solution for human perfectionism. If you have felt the pressure to compare yourself to others and to fall into that pattern of perfectionism, or maybe you felt the pressure to just sort of fall into mediocrity and say, I can't handle being perfect, so I'm just going to become mediocre instead. If you've struggled with that, let's take a closer look at God's solution. Now, it's easy to sort of roll our eyes at Proverbs 31 and other really amazing pictures of godly womanhood in scripture and think to ourselves, you know, I'll become the Proverbs 31 woman whenever I get all those Proverbs 31 maids. Or maybe ask the question, hey, when does this woman ever sleep? She never seems to have any time for herself. I know I used to have thoughts like that about Proverbs 31, but without going into Proverbs 31 in detail, because we've we've tackled that in another podcast, one thing that I will say is that there is such a huge difference between the world's pressure towards female perfectionism and God's pattern for womanly excellence. One is based on human strength and the other is supernaturally enabled. So when you look at a verse or a chapter of the Bible like Proverbs 31, based on human strength and you think, can I ever accomplish that? The answer is definitely no. 
know. But when you look at it with the eyes of grace that say, God, in his strength, by his grace, enable me to live a life I could never live in my own strength, that's when Proverbs 31 can become a reality in our lives. Human perfectionism is based on people pleasing, trying to gain approval and acceptance from other people based on what we do. But excellence, godly excellence flows from a motive that seeks to honor and glorify Jesus Christ. And it's not based in just trying to gain the approval of other people. So if you're feeling pressure or condemnation because of perfectionism, remember the solution is not to swing in the opposite direction and embrace mediocrity. Instead, it's shifting our focus from the world's pattern to God's pattern and trusting him to equip and enable you to fulfill the sacred calling that he's placed on your life. So let's look at a little comparison between worldly perfectionism and God's pattern for Christ-enabled womanhood. Perfectionism says you need to impress everyone with your amazing skills, your flawless appearance, your amazing perfect home, your achievements, and your spiritual insights. Now, the result of that is usually frazzled, exhausted women who are feverishly trying to build up their own social media followings in order to show everyone that they are amazing women, incredible homemakers, and spiritually profound in all of their thoughts. And you even see moms who fall into this who spend more time blogging about mother and posting photos of their family on Instagram than actually being moms in real day-to-day life simply because they are trying to prove something to the world. Now, on the flip side, Christ-enabled womanhood says, stop trying to impress other people and live instead for the applause of heaven because God's opinion is really the only one that matters. Paul says in Galatians 1.10, for am I now seeking the favor of men or of God? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. That's pretty powerful there, realizing that if we're striving to please men and gain their approval, we can't be the bondservant of Christ. Now, that doesn't mean we dishonor others. I've had another podcast where we talked about godly people pleasing, where you're serving and reaching out to others. But this is talking about a fleshly people pleasing, which you're trying to gain approval from other people. If you walk in Christ-enabled womanhood, where you're living for the applause of heaven, the result will be a happy, peaceful woman who is not striving to impress others or win God's approval through perfectionism. It's a woman who trusts him with childlike faith, loves him with all her heart, and everything she does flows out of her personal relationship with him. Now let's look at another comparison. Perfectionism says it's all up to you. You need to figure out how to become the godly, hospitable, nurturing, frugal, healthy, disciplined, organized, giving, creative woman that God wants you to be. If Proverbs 31 is a picture of truly godly womanhood, you better get to get your act together. Maybe you've felt that before. The result of that mentality, though, is burned out women who just scoff at Proverbs 31 and decide they're not even going to try anymore. They're tired of hearing about all the ways they don't measure up. They'd rather celebrate chaos and excuse mediocrity than kill themselves trying to attain an impossible standard. But Christ-enabled womanhood says the only way to truly become a godly woman is to stop trying to be perfect and instead become completely dependent upon the only one who is 
Jesus Christ. We must lean wholly upon the grace of God for this high calling we've received, believing that what he calls us to, he equips us for. By his strength, we can live lives that would otherwise be impossible, and we can do it without exhaustion and without burnout. That's because it's no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. It says in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I love what Oswald Chambers says about this. He says, we are to be perfect as our father in heaven is perfect, not by struggle and effort, but by the impartation of that which is perfect. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to never stumble again in our life, but we can aim for God's high standard when he is the one living his life in and through us. By the enabling grace of God, we can be set free from the unhealthy pressure of human perfectionism while embracing and pursuing his pattern for excellence in our womanhood. I have found that there are always new areas of godly womanhood, which he is challenging me to bring up to a higher standard and pursue greater levels of excellence. But rather than feeling overwhelmed by the things that need improvement, I need to rely on his grace to do in and through me what I could never do on my own. And when I make mistakes and fall short, he doesn't condemn me, but like a patient father teaching a little child how to walk, he gently reaches out his hand to steady me, strengthen me, and give me the encouragement and hope that I need in order to try again by his grace. So if you aren't exactly sure how to begin shifting your focus from human perfectionism to Christ-enabled living, I want to offer a couple practical ways to begin. First of all, ask God for his grace. I think it was Hudson Taylor who said, God's work done in God's way will never lack God's supply. So if you feel exhausted or frazzled in your role as a godly woman, chances are you're leaning a lot on your own efforts and your own abilities instead of letting the grace of God enable you to do the work he's called you to. So it's important to remember that grace is so much more than just the hug of God. It's the enabling strength to live the victorious life he has called you to live. So don't try to muster up the willpower or energy to just be a better person. Instead, take each area that you're struggling with, lay it at Jesus' feet, and ask him to pour his grace over that area of your life so that you can rise up to a higher standard in his strength and not your own. Remember that 1 Peter 4.11 says, If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. So any type of ministry, whether it's being a wife, or a mother or a friend or a witness for Christ or a servant in your church, it's a ministry and calling from God. And never forget that he supplies the ability to carry out his calling upon our lives when we look to him and not to ourselves. The second practical is to guard against unhealthy people pleasing. And one of the main pitfalls in this area that I see so many women stumble into is on social media. Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, and all those kinds of things can offer encouragement and inspiration to us as women, but they can also become pitfalls of perfectionism. So if you choose to blog or pin or post about 
anything, you need to make sure that your motives are right. The things that you share with others need to flow from a desire to point them to Christ, not to draw attention to you. And if you are reading blogs and and looking at boards that are causing you to start comparing yourself to others and fall into that trap of perfectionism, then I would encourage you to avoid those things until you really have a clear grip on where your identity comes from and where godly excellence truly comes from. So ask God to show you whether any of these areas, especially of social media, are causing you to fall into that trap of garnering other people's approval or trying to impress other people with your abilities and take a season away from the things that are causing you to stumble and really look at everything that you do online as an opportunity to deflect attention away from yourself and on to Jesus Christ. And really, that's the goal in everything that we do, not to impress others, but to point eyes to Jesus Christ. And the third practical, just as a little bonus, is to study heroic women. We don't often hear testimonies about heroic, victorious, Christ-centered womanhood in modern times. But if you take the time to study the lives of Christ-enabled women throughout history, it can go such a long way in expanding your vision for the calling and impact of being a godly woman. One of my favorites is the book, Great Women of the Christian Faith. It's by Edith Dean, and I believe it's out of print, but you can probably still get a copy online. I love it because it goes through the lives and the examples of hundreds of Christ-centered women throughout multiple generations of Christian history. And there are a lot of other great examples of godly women in history. Catherine Booth, Elizabeth Fry, Gladys Aylward, Amy Carmichael. There are so many women that really you can see as you read their story that their secret was not relying on their own strength, but yielding completely to the enabling power of God. When you deliberately choose to become set free from unhealthy human perfectionism and yet embrace the life-giving, hope-filled pattern of godly excellence, then being a Christian woman can go from being mundane and mediocre to beautiful and victorious. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. For more on this topic, please see the many resources, the online courses and magazines and other podcasts that we have available at setapartgirl.com. I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.